Hello, everybody, and welcome back to yet another episode of Cream in Your Coffee. Um, this is Katie, obviously, and we've also got Anna and Simone here just hanging out. You want to say hello? Oh, I thought I might get a little bark out of them. Oh, well. So I'm really excited for this episode, guys. Um, we've got some Prosecco chilling in the fridge right now, and we're going to have a little Prosecco party. Um, I have in front of me five different... Prosecco mixes and I'm going to try all of them while answering some questions from you guys. So stay tuned and uh, we'll see what kind of fun we get into today. <laughs> so before I start consuming alcohol while recording the episode, I'm going to explain to you guys what the five mixes are that I have um, just so you know what's going on because we know that me drinking will probably turn a little bit messy very quickly, and I promise I'm not an alcoholic because I have two dogs, so that means I'm not drinking alone. So um, what I have, guys, is actually something that I bought in the States. I don't know if they have it here in Canada, but it was $4.99, so super cheap, for five bottles of mixes, and all of it is 350 milliliters altogether, so that's, that's a pretty good deal, I would say. Um, and so it's from the Midtown Room Speak Easy and Drink Well. That's, I'm assuming, whatever brand this is. And it literally says Prosecco Party on it, and it says, just add Prosecco. Well, you know what? I can definitely do that. So the first mix that I'm going to try is a Bellini cocktail mix, which is fantastic. Who does not like a Bellini? I've also got English Garden, which is recommending some nice fresh garnishes. So that's, yeah, that looks like a nice fresh one. I'm excited for that. Forager's Fizz, I have absolutely no idea what that is, but it looks fruity, so sure. And I mean, it's going to have Prosecco in it, so either way, guys, I'm not going to, I'm not going to complain. It's going to, it's going to be great. Um, the next one is Lemoncello Raspberry, and last but not least, the Ginger Fizz. I'm assuming the ginger fizz maybe has a bit of a kick to it, like a ginger beer? I don't know. I don't know, let's see, let's start. Okay, we're pouring our first one here. Gonna put in one oh god directions add one bottle of mix to one shot of prosecco add ice to a cocktail shaker shake and strain i'm gonna go ahead and not shake these because anytime i've ever shaken prosecco it gets really fizzy and it's not a good time so i might not be doing this exactly how they want but oh fucking well so yes the first one is going to be our bellini it's uh yeah, these are coming out a lot better than I thought. It is not as syrupy. I thought it was going to be a little bit thicker, so this is awesome. We've got suggested garnish, a slice of peach. Not doing that, but, you know, in case anyone's wondering. And um, this is 70 calories. Like I give a fuck. Okay, let's give this a sip here. First drink. I've had nothing to drink yet, guys. Just an FYI. Oh, that's good. Okay. Okay, Katie can get turned off this little little guy here. Mm -hmm. All right. Also, I am sorry. Um, Anna was barking, so I gave her the tinfoil from the top of the champagne bottle. 
So if you can hear that being munched away in the back, that is what's going on. All right, I'm also going to start with my first question here because it seems prevalent given the situation. So first question is, how many drinks does it take you to get silly, unruly, or exceptionally extra? Well, my first answer to this is that I am already exceptionally extra, so zero. But um, (laughs) I think it depends on the drink. For today, so what I'm drinking is Prosecco Doc Astoria. I'm sure if most of you saw this, you'd know exactly what it was. And we're looking at 11% alcohol. So to be quite honest with you guys, it would probably take me about five or six glasses, like flutes of champagne for this to actually impact my, me, I don't know. Um, So we're going to see because what I'm going to do is I'm going to drink, this is directing me to put an entire bottle of mix in with one shot of Prosecco. I'm just going to make as many cocktails as I can out of each bottle and kind of talk through it and answer some questions. So for this, honestly, I'm going to say that for me to get a little bit silly and unruly, I'm going to be probably halfway through Forager's Fizz, which is mix number three. If it were a regular night that I, I don't usually go out, but when I do go out and I have a drink or two, I usually get, I'm a margarita person or a mimosa person. So for mimosas, I would say about half a bottle deep, which is like I said, about three mixes in tonight. Or for margaritas, if I'm making them the right way and it's pretty much all tequila and then a little bit of marg mix, we're talking maybe like two and a half margaritas and you'll start hearing a bit of a difference in what I have to say. (laughs) All right. Mm. God, this is so good. It's not too thick. Like I said, it's not a syrup, so it's not too thick. Um, So the peach flavoring is really light. That's one thing... I find with peach stuff though is that when you go get like peach juice it's very thick and then it's almost like you're just drinking sugar syrup and that does not feel like what I'm tasting right now if any of you have ever drank um water from a soda stream or like soda water with a little bit of a light flavoring of peach in it it's really really similar to that so it's nice and light it's nice and yummy so we love that um ooh, let's see here Oh, Elise. Okay. Let's see with a couple questions here. (laughs) Talk about the different variety of men that are out there or something. And then a second question. I want to hear you rip on the male species for a while. LMAO. (laughs) Um, Okay. I'm not going to get into that one yet. We're going to wait till like a few mixes pass before we get into that. Okay, so with the first little mixy moo there, I actually got about uh, three and a half to four drinks out of it, so feeling a little slow now. Slow, but a lot smarter. You know how alcohol works, you know. Um, So we're going to move on here to a little English garden, English garden cocktail mix. (laughs) We are looking at 60 calories in this little mix here. And um, it's saying that a suggested garnish is a cucumber and some mint. And I'm going to say by smelling it, it smells 
very minty, almost like a mojito. Getting a very extreme mojito vibe from this and it's making my drink look like the Hulk. So that's kind of fun. Yeah, okay, let's give it a try. Oh yeah, okay. Not my favorite, but not bad. Very, very minty taste, nice and refreshing. It pretty much is just gonna, it's tasting like a carbonated, minty, refreshing beverage, perfect. Now with this, I am going to move along here to our second question. Guys. I hate this question. As you know from my last podcast, I talked about being a dog owner and I hate the question, which of your dogs do you like the most? But I will say that I love the people that ask this question. So thank you for asking. Um, but the question specifically is, which dog is your favorite? We won't tell them. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> So I definitely don't have a favorite, but I have a favorite for different things, if that makes any sense. So for a really good snuggle and like a wrap my, like a wrap my arms around you cuddle, Simone, hands down is my favorite for that. Like imagine, I don't know if guys do this and no shame if you do, but like any of the girls out there when you were younger and you had your favorite teddy bear or like you still do. Again, no shame in that. You have that bear that you need to sleep and you give it a nice big hug. I can do that with Simone. When I go to bed, she literally crawls right underneath the covers with me and I've got her in between my arms or she goes in between my legs and just kind of curls up there. Either way, I've got a cuddle buddy no matter what. So for that kind of thing, 100% Simone. For adventures and playing and actually wanting to do anything active, hands down, Anastasia is my favorite for that. She is adventurous and she has no fear. I would have to say that for things like that, like going to the dog park and stuff is 100% for Anna because Simone does not run around. So if I want to have a, like an adventurous day or I want to go for a hike, which barely ever happens, but if I do, it's going to be an Anastasia is my favorite for that specific type of thing all the way. But guys, I would never, ever pick a favorite between the two. It's really hard. They're both cute. Like Anna's still snuggly and Simone does run, but they definitely have their strong suits, I will say. And when I say Anna's adventurous, I'm not even kidding. Um, one time... <laughs> One time Anna actually ate a bird. I know that's not really adventurous, but like you and I, oh my God, I'm so fucking dumb. I was literally just going to say, you and I wouldn't eat a bird. We eat fucking chicken. Like that's, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to be walking down the street and go and be like, oh, here's a pigeon. Do you want to eat that? Like, no. But if I saw a taco truck, I'd eat some goddamn tacos on a whim. But one time I was walking Anna when it was just her that I had and I was living at my old apartment building. And, um, at the time I was supervising for, um, another restaurant. So I think I got home and it was like 
1.30 in the morning and I decided, okay, I've got to bring Anna out and we're going to do a full walk because as I've said before, when you work that late, like your brain is just still kind of going and your adrenaline's pumping because you've been working that whole time and your brain is on. So we start walking and Anna's kind of like rooting around in this one little patch of grass. And like, that's fine. She's kind of weird. She's a sniffer. She will roll around in the grass or like a pile of leaves or a snow pile for, I could literally leave her there for 40 minutes and she'd be perfectly content. So I'm like, you know what? She's on her little walk. So if she wants to do this, I'm awake, whatever. Give her five minutes to snuggle with the grass and whatever's there. All of a sudden, I just hear a crunching noise and I'm like, oh, she must have found like some, it sounds weird, but sometimes she'll eat a, a stick which she definitely shouldn't do. Like I take it out of her mouth when she does that because you don't want it to splinter and hurt their little organs and stuff. But she's like mowing down. So I whip out my phone because again, it's like 1.30 in the morning and I throw on the flashlight and I turn it towards her and this bitch has a bird hanging out of her mouth. And I'm between a rock and a hard place here, guys. Like I'm like, first of all, I don't really want to, get in the way of you mowing down on this bird because you are going to town. And as I've said before, Anna has never bitten a human being. So I don't want the first time that she bit someone because of my own stupidity of putting my hand in and around her mouth while she's trying to eat. Is it something that I gave her to eat? No, but I don't want to be like, ow, Anna, you did this when it's really me putting my hand in her mouth. Also, I don't want bird flu, but then I'm like, I don't want my dog to get sick or eat a bone because I mean, bird bones, I guess are a little bit different because they're hollow or at least is that just for hummingbirds? I don't know, but bird bones are a little, are hollow. I've learned in the past that they can obviously fly for the aviation part of their life. That's a pretty big part of a bird's life, I would say. Um, but like chickens bones and like pork chop bones and steak bones, you're not supposed to give to your dog if you boil them because they can splinter and actually puncture like their intestines if they eat it so I'm like fuck I don't want my dog to get sick or you know injured but by the time I actually got my hand into her mouth to fish out any of the pieces it was gone now at this point Anna was not 11 pounds Anna probably would have been seven and a half eight pounds this tiny little fluffy happy dog she always looks like she's smiling and this girl is just having the time of her life, mowing down on a bird at 1.30 in the morning. And all I could say to this dog, and I said it outside, out loud because there was no one else around. And if again, if you know me in person, you know I talk to my dogs like they're people. I just looked her dead in the eye and I'm holding her face in my hand because I was just trying to get a bird out of her mouth. And she just wolfed it down. But I'm, I'm look her in the eye and I just go, Anna... You know, girl, if this is what you want to do, you're the one that's shitting it out later. So you enjoy that. And she just kept her perma smile face on and then just went along with the rest of her walk. I am so incredulous. And a lot of people are like, okay, like what? She ate a bird? That's ridiculous. Like, no, she ate a bird, a seven and a half pound dog, mowed down an entire bird within less than a minute. Fucking unreal. Before I proceed on the last half, 
and a bit of this endeavor. I'm going to tell you guys that I'm about to order a pizza and I don't really know from where yet, so I'll let you know when I decide that. And I also have Get Smart on in the background. And if you're not a fan of the movie Get Smart, like the newest filming of it, you need to get your priorities straight because who does not like Steve Carell and Anne Hathaway and The Rock in a fucking comedic spy movie? It's literally on my like list on Netflix. Is that weird? You know what? That's a good episode. I'm going to maybe do an episode on what's on my uh, Netflix queue, my list there. Ooh. I am my own goddamn muse. It's wonderful. Especially when I'm tipsy. <laughs> So a little update on the pizza situation. Um, I ended up going with a pierogi pizza from Boston Pizza. Um, it's spicy, so I wouldn't recommend if you can't handle spice. But otherwise, if you want to splurge a little bit on a pizza, I would definitely go with um, one of these options. It's fantastic. And anyone I've ever set a pierogi pizza to, they immediately assume that they're getting like a regular pizza dough and then pierogies that have been like cooked cut up and put on the pizza and it's not that it's essentially like a deconstructed pierogi on a pizza if that makes any sense so you've got cactus cuts on there which give it a little bit of spice you've got bacon green onions cheese and sour cream and I personally love it so I would definitely recommend on another note getting back to the actual topic of uh, the podcast episode we are making a little foragers fizz here so right off the hop i'm looking at it it's a nice um red coloring very festive um let's see suggested garnishes we've got rosemary sprig and fresh blackberries yeah i'm gonna go right ahead and say i don't have either of those things either so i'm pretty much just gonna mix this up here let's see and 90 calories so i'm gonna assume it's pretty sugary the second highest by the way was the bellini Everything else is pretty low. And the one I'm going to get into next, the Lemoncello Raspberry, is actually the lowest at 35. Jeez. Ugh. Okay. Let's give this a try here, guys. Oh. Oh, I don't even... Can you guys hear Anna drinking? Jesus. Are you okay, child? Are you dehydrated? You good? You lap that up there, little nugget. You get get hydration. All right, let's get another sip of this. I can't really get a flavoring out of it. It doesn't really smell like anything either. I don't really know if anyone has ever heard of a forager's fizz before. Hit me up because this just it doesn't really have a flavor to me, to be honest. Like. Like, I guess it's got a bit of an earthy berry taste. It's not bad. It's definitely not bad. Don't get me wrong. It's not that I don't like mint, but I definitely like the Forager's Fizz better than the English Garden that I just tried. But I, this is my best, my best review on this, I'm going to say is that 
considering it said it was 90 calories, I figured it would be a little bit sweeter because of the exponential amount of calories it had versus the other mixes in the box. However, it just tastes like a little bit more of a sugary Prosecco. I don't really know what else to tell you guys. I'm really sorry. Oh, I feel like I'm not coming through here. Okay, one more sip, one more sip. Like, I don't want to say it tastes like dirt. That sounds mean. I don't mean that in a mean way. By any means, I promise you. All right, so let's just dive in here. Oh, we've got another little question here. So here is our next question. When, in what setting, do you feel the most yourself? No, but this is a really good question. Um, I think the best answer I can give is when I'm at home with my dogs and you know what? This is going to sound ridiculous, but here's a little insight into my life. I'm not an alcoholic and I'm, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and say I'm a stoner. I don't smoke all day, every day, but I'm definitely a functioning stoner. I can smoke and then go about my day and no one would even probably know that I was stoned. I mean, I don't do that, but like, let's say it's a nice like weekend day and I'm not working. I could go out and about and do my shit and no one would even know. So when do you feel the most yourself? Fabulous question. When I am at home watching something on Netflix, chilling out with the tits out, I probably have a mimosa in one hand and a blunt or my bong in the other hand. And that's why I preface that saying I'm not an alcoholic or like an insane stoner because that's not my life 24-7, but I'm comfortable at home. My apartment is my safe place. And my dogs are my lovers and I love spending time with them. And it sounds really silly, but I really love spending time with myself. And this is one thing that I've learned over the years is like, if you are not comfortable with yourself, you're really not going to be comfortable with other people. And in my life, when I was younger, I considered myself an extrovert. And now that I am, I'm only 25, like, don't get me wrong. I'm not going to be like, oh, I'm like 35 or like 45. I know the ways of the world. I don't think that. But personally, through my own growth, I can genuinely say that now that I have become more comfortable with myself alone and in my own presence with no one else around, I'm a lot more considerate of other people. And I... I'm more comfortable in a group setting with other people because um, one thing about me, I do tend to have um, somewhat bad anxiety and panic attacks sometimes, social anxiety for sure. And a lot of people find that funny because like, why are you a server and you work at a bar? Like you're around people all the time, a hundred percent, but it has made me a lot more reflective being able to be in my own presence alone and that makes me able to take on the world and I know that might be very vague and it might not make sense to a lot of you but I know that there are a lot of people out there that will understand what I'm saying once you get comfortable being alone with your own thoughts and your own mind it makes your outlook on the rest of the world a lot different and now that I know how to deal with certain situations with myself with anxiety and things like that, 
I know how to approach situations when I'm not alone a little bit better. So overall, when I'm at home alone with a little bit of champagne and a blunt or a bong, definitely happy. And that's probably when I'm the most myself. But on the other hand, if I'm thinking of more of a social situation, brunch, baby. If I'm with one of my girlfriends or my boyfriend and we're having a nice little brunch and I've got a mimosa in my hand or a B-52, Bailey's coffee, whatever you want, and I'm eating some food and I'm having a good talk with someone that I care about and I love, that is 100% where I feel the most myself. All right, we are gonna try the second last mix here. Um, Lemoncello raspberry, okay, okay. So fresh raspberries and lemon twist are the suggested garnishes for this beverage. Again, I don't have those. And we're looking at about 25 less calories than any of the other drinks. So we're looking at 35 calories for this mix. Let's see here. Oh, oh my god okay that is tart as fuck if you like a nice classic like blue raspberry lemonade or anything like that like you'll like this oh my god i feel like that just sucked my soul out of my body through my mouth oh oh my okay so what's our question here oh question your opinion on dating slash seeing someone all right, so I know I've had extensive conversations with multiple people about this because a lot of people view this differently, but I'm just going to give you a nice short and quick answer because I know that with uh, the amount of alcohol in my system right now, I'm not going to be able to give you a concise answer um, with all my thoughts. So my opinions on that is if I am dating or seeing somebody, I am in theory exclusive to them. Obviously, I'm not going to assume that they're exclusive to me, but if I go on a few dates with someone and it's going really well, I'm not going to still be going out and about with other people and dating them. That's just not my style personally, and I'm not knocking anyone that does it any other way. I'm just saying that that is how I view that. Now, like I said, everyone's different. So if you do have another viewpoint on this, hit me up because I would love to have you on the podcast and have a discussion about it. Like you're not going to change my mind by any means, but it's, it's nice to get different views. So I just don't have the time or energy to be dating more than one person. Just because I go on a date with someone doesn't mean we are like dating, but yeah, we went on a date. And if I'm going to have more than one date with that person, that means I essentially see it going somewhere. So why would I fuck that up? by going on a date with somebody else you know what i mean so yeah please give me your views on that guys because i'm actually curious about that but i do know a lot of people that you know it's like who's your who are you going on a date with tonight like oh are you going with so and so and they're like oh no i have like five different boyfriends and i'm like how do you how do you have the time or the like, I just don't have the emotional willpower to deal with that many people. Honestly, like one is enough for me. Ooh, maybe I'm just a lazy bitch. No, that's not right. No, I just, I think I have a lot of love and affection and care to give. And for me, I just like giving it to one person and knowing that 
when I wake up in the morning and when I go to bed at night, I am telling the person that I care about the most how my day went and I hope their day goes well. I don't have enough time to message more than one person or call more than one person or think about more than one person. And I also believe in like emotional infidelity. And essentially that's like cheating without touching another person. So like even if you are in a relationship with someone and I mean like in a committed relationship and then you start talking to someone else, like even like social media is really bad for this nowadays. I've heard, um, oh, like I'm dating so-and-so, but I was talking to like, what's his name the other day? And he was asking me like, you know, what was going on in my life? And like, clearly he's trying to hit you up for like sexual reasons or like he's trying to slide into the DMs, quote unquote. That is emotional infidelity. If you're not happy at home, deal with the situation in your relationship and move forward from there. But if you were in your significant other's position and you were committed to someone and then you heard that your significant other was talking to somebody else and sharing their emotional feelings and whatnot with another person, that would hurt you. So think of that on the flip side. If it would hurt you, don't do it to somebody else. And that's how I feel about emotional infidelity. And I mean, it's obviously the same as like physical, like don't go fuck someone else if you're dating someone, that's pretty shady of you, but you know, teach their own. I'm not gonna say I'm perfect. I've been in relationships before where it wasn't ideal and we both did unideal things, but I at least can look back on those situations and personally say that I do not agree with what I did in that time. And I would never do it again because the feeling of having it done to yourself is not good and getting the revenge or whatever you want to call it, not good either. So I guess that's where I stand on the matter. And I will address this in another episode because I do want to have a guest on. I'm not sure who it'll be yet, but I do want to have a guest to talk with this about and hopefully someone that sees this completely differently than I do because that's when you get a good conversation sparked and again I'm going to say you're not going to change my mind on the matter but it will be interesting to hear another viewpoint on what your opinion like what is your description or your definition of dating someone or seeing someone so if you're that person reach out to me and we'll get an episode started Finally, I am trying a ginger fizz here. It's just as green and vibrant as the English garden. And upon reading the box, I call bullshit on the company because every single thing in this mix is the exact fucking same as the English garden. It does taste a bit more ginger-y as I predicted with the ginger beer. And the garnish it suggests is just a lime wedge as opposed to mint and such. That being said, I don't know why it tastes more like ginger when it's showing me the ingredients and it's the exact same as the English Garden, so I don't know. The few drinks I've had already probably help with this. I don't know. Anywho's, I was going to get into um, the different types of men in the world and ripping on men, i.e. I was going to tell a story that is very 
shitty. Um, but you know what? I decided it's not a good idea to do that right now because I've had too much to drink to properly tell the story. So at another point in time, when I have the proper scenario to tell you about shitty men's stories, I will. Sorry, Anna just started being obnoxious and scuffling at the door there, which was loud and shitty to try and record her out. So yes, I am going to opt out of the last question here that I thought I was going to answer. I will answer another question instead, less heavy of a topic. Um, okay, so there, there's actually a few good questions here. It's kind of hard to choose just one to answer, but I do see that two or three or four people sent this one in in a variety of ways. So I'm going to go right ahead and answer it instead of the other one. All right. Essentially, the question is, ladies and gentlemen, your feelings on dating an older man. <laughs> so obviously, as you guys can see, um, I have posted a photo or two of my boyfriend on my Instagram, if you follow me on there. Um, also, it's on Facebook, so it's definitely no secret. And I've obviously spoken about him before, but if you've seen a photo of him, you know that he is older than I am. So, I obviously have no problem with dating an older man. Um, I've had several people ask what the age difference is between him and I, and it is 13 years. So that's a thing. And obviously, like I said, I have no problem with that. Um, he is, you know what? No, I'm not going to say how old he is because on, if you follow me enough, then you actually know that you could probably figure out how old he is on your own. So there's a little scavenger hunt for y'all, but yeah, I have no issue with it. I actually, um, have a few girlfriends that are together with um, someone that is significantly, I suppose you can call it older than they are. And a lot of them are happier than people with those that are not as old or younger than them. Um, if you know me well, you know that I don't date younger. That's for certain. Um, I think I actually only dated one person that was younger than I was. And I wouldn't even really call it dating. That was maybe a friends with benefits situation. I don't know. Maybe I'll text him and ask if <laughs> what he considered that situation. That won't be awkward now. So if you are listening by some reason and you get a text soon, then you know I was talking about you. However, if you are listening, then you probably know who you are. So <laughs> already without the text. Anyways, um, yeah, I have no problem with it. I know definitely some people that... Uh, do have opinions about it. I won't say that they have a problem with it. Like, don't get me wrong. By no means am I, you know, 20 and my boyfriend is 70 at all. Like, definitely my age cutoff is if you're older than my dad, you're too old for me. And my boyfriend is very far from that. So <laughs> I think I'm okay with that. Um, I personally don't find it weird either if other people date someone older than they are and I don't mean like two years older like that's pretty basic or common um nowadays I mean like significantly so 
and the thing is, I will say, a lot of people will assume if you're dating, especially with a female being younger scenario, that the male that you're dating is like your sugar daddy or whatnot. I mean, I hate to expose my boyfriend, but <laughs> but by no means is he my sugar daddy. Don't get me wrong. He treats me absolutely fantastic and he takes me out to dinner and all these fun things, but it's not a sugar daddy situation. No, mama makes her own money. Mama does just fine. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, also that being said, because, um, I had someone ask me this the other day. They're like, do your parents really care about the age difference? And to them, I say, I don't really care. I love my parents very much, but if I'm happy and, you know, um, Roxy, my uh, brother's fiance or sister-in-law, I suppose, to be, um, she actually said, she's like, as long as you're happy, that's all that matters, right? And like, I'm not being manipulated um, into dating someone that's older by any means. Like, this is my my choice. And a lot of people ask me too, like, do you date older men because you think that they're more mature or whatnot? Absolutely not. Not to say that they aren't, but it by no means do I think that, you know, say, let's say it's like a 40 year old man or a 20 year old man that like one, just because they're older is not going to hurt me or cheat on me or whatever the context may be. I do not think that age really is a factor that there um I yeah obviously years make you more wise I suppose but that doesn't mean that they're any better of a person just because they're older um I don't (laughs) it's gonna sound horrible but and again the age doesn't necessarily play a factor in this but it does at the same time because the wise the wise years play a factor when I when I say it you'll know what I mean the reason most of the time I don't date someone that's younger than I am is I just don't have the patience the patience to teach them what I want <clears throat> what I want um, I'm just gonna leave it at that. <laughs> not even yeah I you know what that's great I think y'all know what I mean when I say that I don't have the patience to teach them what I want whether it be you know emotionally or or whatever. Yeah, y'all. <laughs> Woo! Um, yeah. And that's not to say, I mean, oh baby, I could say there's people that are definitely up there in years and they also don't know what the fuck they're doing in any way, shape, or fucking form. So that's not, like I said, age does not necessarily matter. But on average, in my experience, as a female, usually when they're older, they either give a little bit more, give a little bit more, or they know what they're doing, or both. If you're lucky, you get both. Oof. Oh, you know who I do want to have on here? If you're listening, Emily, you're coming on here because we're having a conversation about size and the average size. And to everyone else, this is not going to make any sense, but she will know what I'm talking about. And I think we'll have a really great conversation. Anyways, guys, with that ramble at the end there, um, that is going to be my last drink for the night. I'm going to make sure I take some Advil or something before I head to bed because I'm surprised I made it through this many drinks. Well, thank you very much, guys, for sticking with me. Honestly, it's been a... It's been a ride. (laughs) 
I feel like my head's definitely gonna hurt a little bit in the morning because holy fuck that was a lot of sugar that I just ingested with all of those mixes and a bottle and a half and a a bottle and a half of Prosecco doesn't feel like that much when you're drinking it but after the fantastic sleep I'm about to get I'm sure that when I wake up I'll be a little bit foggy so we'll see what happens Uh, But thank you for sticking with me, and as usual, feel free to jump on um, Apple Podcasts and leave me a rating or review, and if you'd like to hear anything specific or you'd like me to elaborate on some topics, feel free to send me a message on my personal Instagram account, so that is at Katie underscore Simone with a C, or you can go to the Cream In Your Coffee Instagram page, which is Cream In Your Coffee, both cream and coffee spelt with a K. Thank you again for listening, guys. I really do appreciate it, and I could not do this without your support. So thank you very much, and have a great rest of your week.